Thank you so much for checking out the only show in America that has four pretty much over-the-hill idiots talking about their favorite hockey team, which is the New Jersey Devils. We are the Uncle Puckers. I'm Chris with my boys, Tony, Bob, and Dan, and uh, where our mission statement is to build a community of like-minded Devil fans where we get together, we talk about this team, and we... Uh, hope and pray to whomever it is that we hope and pray to that we win a Stanley Cup before the New York Rangers. With that being said, we can uh, we have a fun show tonight. We have a couple games that we're going to play. We're going to talk a little bit about the game against Toronto and uh, the upcoming game tomorrow against Washington. So how about, uh, Tony, you want to start us off here? Just your little thoughts on the Toronto game. You know, uh, well, obviously we all know the way it ended. Um Jersey, came, the first period came out great, I thought, man. You know, look, they looked great, just couldn't put the puck in the net. Um, there was some positives, man, in the game. I think I actually think Ball and Severson played good again. Um, you know, uh, obviously Halla. You know, Halla had a hell of a night. Wow. Uh, Halla, that of was a awesome. Night. But unfortunately, the sad thing, you know, as <laughs> we know, the, the team who kind of had a couple of problems at the end of the game, which actually cost the Devils the game, I think, um, goaltending-wise, Samsonov was, you know, obviously, you know, both of those, I know both of those guys played in Washington together. Um, you know, Samsonov and uh, Vitevitek. But I, you know, obviously, it's a they lost, and we're going to lose games. It's like it's not a panic thing, really. I do think there's the worries that I see is some, something's up with Jack Hughes a little bit. I mean, after since the injury, obviously, it hasn't been the same. Um, and our, I, I, we were talking about it last week. I definitely think our goaltending has a little bit of a needs to get back to where it was, you know. It's still definitely a little issue. I saw it last night even, I felt. But um, Toronto's a hell of a team, too. But the only thing is they did have a few guys out last night, so. They did have a few guys out. And, it, like, it's kind of disconcerting to me, the fact that, like, oh, that's what it feels like when you have, score a goal. Like, we've been doing late goals to either tie or win the game throughout the course of the entire season, and then someone did it to us, and that really sucked. I mean, that was just – I, I – I kind of feel exactly the same as you do, do as far as it being, you know, a playoff caliber game, and we just couldn't get it done, um, which, you know, like you said, is going to happen, but I would have liked that one. Bobby, what about you? Yeah, I think we just throw this one away for now. We um, we didn't get a chance to actually do our predictions the last show about who, what, what we thought we'd do against these teams. I actually didn't have a good feeling going in. I just didn't think we matched up well with them, uh, regardless of who was out of the lineup. Um I kind of expected, like, if we would have said, what's, what's the record for the week, I would have put that down as a loss. I didn't like the way they lost. And uh, if, I'm, if I'm a social media guy right now, I can tell you that the whole world's saying, why did we waste all that time on Timo Meyer? Like, oh, we're going to die. You know, um, no, I, I don't think it. I think it's just one bad game. Little concerns with what Tony said. Jack, a little bit less than he was doing before. Goaltending, for sure, is a little concern for me. But um, otherwise, I think it's one of those games. They're going to learn from it. Just toss it out. We're going to lose. Did you guys realize that their Toronto's nine zero and two against us in the last eleven games? I didn't even I didn't realize that. I heard that this morning. I I didn't know that. Anything that goes back in the last seasons, you know, everybody's yeah, well, got yeah. that kind of numbers against us. Well, you go back to the last true. couple of years, but you I know, know what you mean. Toronto's definitely had our number. And Dan, like, what do you think about the goalie situation? I mean, that's the position you play. You know, 
I did not like uh, his previous, uh, the one goal in the previous game. The game before that, when he was pulled, I mean, two of those four goals, five goals were were bad. So that was a bad outing. The, the game previous to this, the one was like, you know, I didn't like the rebound on it. Otherwise, it was pretty good play. This last game against Toronto, I honestly really can't fault him. It, you know, uh, it didn't look like they were bad goals per se. Now, you could say that, but in the end, when you let in, you know, four goals in, what was it, 24 shots or something like that, and, you know, shots. that's not really what you want. And, um, you know, you, you got to have the guy who's having the better night if you're going to win a playoff series, you know, most times. It's very rare that you see the goalie who's playing better through a series lose the series. I mean, they always say goaltending wins these series and stuff uh, because, you know, that's what it's going to come down to. When's the last time you saw the better goaltender go down in flames in the playoffs? So, you know, this is one game. Like Bobby said, you could throw it away to a certain extent. What I don't like is the pattern because Toronto is possible, you know, matchup we're going to have to get through the playoffs. And they are, you know, a playoff-ready team uh, who wasn't even at completely full strength. So, you know, what was the problem if it wasn't solely Vitek, uh, you know, and his play? I don't think it was all his fault. Defensive breakdowns, look, Timo, Timo's mistakes couldn't be any poor, more poorly timed, you know. Um, first of all, the, the, you know, the, the, the shot that tied the game, the breakaway, he, had his last, he was the last man standing who could have done something about it. Wasn't super impressed with that effort. Do what you got to do. Give the guy a pedal shot if necessary, but he just kind of skated off. The truth is, it really wasn't his turnover to start it, but whatever. He's he's got to own that as a mistake. And then, you know, the penalty, so poorly timed. But I'll be honest with you, I felt it coming. I don't know about you guys, but I'm watching the third, and I'm thinking, I don't think they're going to hold on to this lead. I don't think they're going to add to it, and I don't think they're going to hold on to it. And I feel like the best-case scenario is Toronto's going to tie us, we'll go to overtime, and then we'll win. But, you know, then the penalty on top of that was just uh, too much. Um, I agree with you about Hughes. Now, you know, I, I think especially since uh, the last two, three games, but it, yes, in general, since he came back from the injury, but, um, you know, maybe he's got to do some adjustment to the new mix. Uh, I don't know what it is. Um, you know, he's putting some shots on that. It's not like he's not getting in there and getting chances. His shots are just not connecting. And, you know, some of his passes, I noticed like super hard passes that nobody's going to handle, uh, sometimes missing the mark. But, you know, um, what a night for Hala. I mean, that was kind of amazing. And, oh, man, Palat was like a, a warrior, man. I mean, yeah, that, that, was, was, that was great. He, de- he definitely, that's that's playoff hockey right there. Yeah, and, he made know. Miles Wood look like a pussy. Though, he sure honestly. did. I mean, he, he never came back, but Dude, he didn't even have his face all blown up. But, honestly, that elbow could have gave you some head trauma. His own blame. elbow. Did we <laughs> see any, did anyone have any news on Miles Wood? Or I, I didn't see anything today. So I did um, not see anything pop so up. So, hopefully, but he's it. okay. Um, yeah. Now, my question to you guys, like, two shifts in. Lindy Ruff is boggling the fucking lines again. It's like yeah. he didn't. I know that they, you know, they, I thought that the first period, like Tony said, I thought they played well, and I honestly they think played it really was, well. Yeah, I think it was two shifts in, and he had Meyer on the Heischer line and Tatar down with Hughes, and I mean, I just kind of feel like you know, if you really want to get this now, maybe his mentality is that all my guys are really good, and they can my top six can pretty much go wherever, and they can be productive. So just to kind of give somebody a chance with Jack or a chance with Heischer, maybe that's it. Or maybe he's just a little, little crazy and 
is uh, <laughs> impatient and, and to the point that he can't just let things play out because I would have liked to have seen Heischer, I mean, um, Hughes and, and Timo Meyer play for the entirety of the game with Jesper Bratt. Um, I, I don't know. That's just my thought. You know, if they'd fallen behind early by a couple goals, two, three goals, I totally get it, you know. If the offense was completely flat and wasn't getting chances, yeah, I would totally get though. it. But And I also understand, like, you kind of might want to experiment with, with Meyer in different places, but this is game two with him, and, you know, you're, you're jog, juggling everything right away in a very close game, tied at that point when he started doing the juggling. What are we doing? You know, like, I didn't, I didn't really get the logic there um, either. Uh, but, you know, I will definitely second what you said. And I got I owe it to him because I'm always shitting on him. Severson has been playing great of late. And last game, he was amazing. He he did a great job. I mean, he made some great defensive moves, like defensive defenseman moves, getting there, blocking shots with his body, cutting off passes with his body. Um, he was the best and, defender. Not making big mistakes. He was the I, best I can't defender I'm yesterday. Yep. Yeah, no, if he stays like this, I mean, I'll be happy to go into playoffs with him. Am I worried that he won't? Sure. But, you know, stay like this, Severson. You're doing everything right. He's also playing less time, which may be a good thing, actually a good thing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, very true. So we got Washington tomorrow night, a team that yeah. up until this year has owned us as well. Um, this yes. year we, we've – I think we beat them twice already this year, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, they're – they're playing their butts off for a playoff spot. Um, you know, they're trying to get into the wild card. And this game's also at home, right? No, it's on the road. So we're at Washington, and then the road, yeah. I'm pretty sure we're at Washington, and then we're at Montreal, and then Sunday we play Carolina in our building? Yes. Okay. So, you know, Tony, you were saying, like, the month of March or maybe till the end of the season, which is only April 8th or wherever. You only play, like, two or three non-contenders. Right. Now, that's going to really be – a litmus test for this team you know they especially like you know you go out west and we just seem to own everyone in the western conference you know it's like now you know you're back home you're playing toronto and it's like oh yeah by the way team welcome to the eastern conference where everything is a lot harder and the teams are a lot better and you know i i hope that we don't fall into you know a rut right now and you know and i i feel like it's something that could happen i feel like we can be on a roll of like December again, going into the playoffs, which is, would just be disastrous. But I'm I'm hoping that's not the case. I mean, we have all the pieces. Uh, hopefully, Lazar will be up, you know, for tomorrow night's game. And uh, you know, I'm I am concerned though. I mean, I this team is not playing the way that it was, and it just I don't know what the the issues are. If maybe it's just gelling, maybe they just need yeah. some more games together. I don't know, Bobby. What do you think? <clears throat> I think that it's one of those uh, times in a season where as we progress further along, we're almost going to forget about it because you're going to look at the entire body of work, see how well they've played all year. I do believe they're going to come out of it and maybe even because of this, head into the playoffs on a really big upswing like they were on before. But I I still think we're, provided we at least, you know, get through that first round, which is one of the tougher ones, and we're making a a deepish run, I don't think we're going to remember this too much. I think yeah, it's yeah. it's going to be a little... What do we got, 19 games couple left? couple weeks, yeah. So, you I know, if you were going to have a little bit of a though. slump, get it over with now, right? Is that what you're saying? And I also think that this, this next couple of weeks is going to be pretty telling. You know, how are they going to do against Washington? How, you know, this team has been great at bouncing back after bad losses or bad games, and there hasn't been many. 
and they've been able to bounce back and kick ass um, the next game. But you do have a team on Saturday that whooped our butts the last time we played them in our building. And then you're going to have Carolina, which is playing you know, some amazing hockey right now. This week is going to tell a lot about this team. And I think you have to win these next two games. I just think you should win these. These are, these are points we should get now. Um, like you said, Montreal did beat us. But Montreal, I believe they're in last place right now. Them you are know, I mean, these, yeah. these are teams we should oh, beat. You know, Atlantic. Like, yeah, we should we should get four points out of the next two games, and you know we've proven we can beat Carolina, so this would be a good time to kind of you know work out those kinks. And I, I think a lot of it is just the kinks. You know, you do have a brand new guy, a superstar, on the line on the team now, and you know I do think it is going to take a little bit of time gelling. I just hope Lindy Ruff allows the gelling to happen. So, well, Washington tomorrow. What do you guys think out of the possible six points between Washington? I mean, Tony, I'm guessing you're going four out of six. You, you think we're going to lose to Carolina? You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go. I think we're going to get all these next three. So I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to go full three wins out of the next. Okay, Bobby, what do you think? I think we're in for a bad night on Thursday, and then we find our game again with Montreal in time to come back and beat Carolina. Dan. I like that. That's a nice to have a mini slump and get over. I like what Bobby said there, but I still think it. You know, just looking at the teams, five out of six points would be awesome if we, you know, pull that off. You know, giving up that one point to Carolina in some kind of situation like that. But it's also very likely we're going to lose to Carolina. If we should pick up the other two games, so well, this would be the most likely scenario: four out of six losing to Carolina. I, you know, you just never know. You just never know. I just would like to see uh, the top two lines get back into the mix, too. Because, I mean, all that production was from the third line. Looking really good. That's great. You need that kind of contribution. But top two lines did not come through uh, last night. And how much so of that's that, not something you want to continue. How much of that was, you know, you had that top line was on fire. And it yeah. two shifts into the game, he's pulling them apart. I don't agree yeah. with that. I know. I mean, he's a head coach. I get it. He, you know, he runs the team the way he runs the team. I just don't understand that. And they were getting chances. Yes. I mean, if they were just they flat weren't flat. As hell, no, it, I get it. It, it, it. That's just something that drives me crazy. And I don't know. The other thing is, like, I'm been thinking a lot of, about the the play the new playoff situation. I, I hate it. Yeah, yeah I it hate it. Pretty lame. Yeah. It takes such good teams out in the first round. Yes. You know, when you're putting two and three together, those are two uh, the top teams in the divisions, and one of them is gone. It just yep. it doesn't make another thing. It just doesn't make sense to me. It seems like you're going to get worse hockey down the road. Absolutely, and it's much harder for the stronger of the two divisions if you have that. That's like are right. you kidding me? You know, you might be having two with three, basically almost two and three out of the entire conference playing each other. It, you know, when you think about right. it, it depending on how the points. And the old way also makes it a lot more exciting as far as, like, right now we're only trying to catch Carolina. But if we were doing it with all eight eight teams, well, oh, maybe we can hop, you know, Toronto or, you know, Tampa's right on our ass and we have to do this, you know, really try to get that second seed or the third seed for home ice, you know, whatever the case is, one through eight, two, seven, three, six, that way they did it forever and it made sense. I don't understand. I don't understand the rationale. I mean, we talked about this before and you guys – correctly pointed out that the NHL said they want to get more of those rivalries in the playoffs. Was that not happening? I mean, was that, did we have like, oh, these teams don't even know each other? and they're No, they're conference teams, and they're always good games. I mean, 
yeah, we play the Rangers, and that's our crosstown rival, whatever. Okay, fine, but you don't, you're telling me we didn't have good games with Boston, with Pittsburgh, yeah. you know, like, uh, of course we did. It's, it's not about good games per se. If you look at a first round where it's New Jersey and Carolina again versus New Jersey and New York, I mean, that's yeah. just, in the NHL's eyes, those ratings are 100% different, regardless of how much better the series could be. I'm, That's what they're looking at. I, I don't agree with it at all. Can't stand it. I get it, but I just think it takes a lot of excitement out of the end of the season. It just takes it away, and then you're ripping out all of, all of a sudden after the first round. You're ripping out four really good teams, and uh, I just disagree with that. You know, if you bust your hump and you get second place in your division, which very well could be second place in the entire conference, and Fourth, you third, yeah. yeah, and you but and you can't play a wild card team right. or a seventh seed. You have to play a guy, a team that you've been, you know, battling with all year. Where you know, get get the, you know, put the the battered the team battered. I almost said the teams with the worst records up against the teams with the best records. The teams with the best records will end up if if it's meant to be, and they can get through those series. They'll meet up in the later rounds. Um, you know, I just I don't I don't get it. Yeah, it's even not fair to three. Whoever's number three, they could be playing six. And depending right. on the points, could be six in the and, entire conference. But no, they're going to play – instead, they're going to play two. And that's, that's even worse for them when you think about it. And if you have three, you also have home ice. Now, if you yep. have three and you're playing two, you lose the home ice. Yep, it, exactly. It, 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 I just, no, it, you get no rounds of home ice It at doesn't point. make sense. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, the only way that you would get a home ice is if, you know, a, a wild card beats the one. Right, you know, right, and the, the, in the second round, you don't even get it in the first round. No, the sure. first round, you and don't. Maybe get you it. can get it in the second round. That'd be the only round you're going to get it. So is yeah. this uh, until the finals? Maybe is this going to be our second petition? The first one is to stop challenging <laughs> offside calls, and the second one is to bring back the old playoff I mean, format. Yeah, or at least something different. I mean, I, was there anything wrong with the old format? I mean, you guys have a problem with the way it I was. Did, NHL likes it. I mean, look. NHL, you know, they're trying to add teams now. I don't know if you guys heard about that. They're trying to add two more teams maybe now in expansion. You know, I just think the NHL, I don't know if it's Batman or who, who makes the final decision. but It's Batman. Yeah. But what do you guys well, think what about that? Ten, I mean, what about back, 10 spots? Can, can are they we, trying to I mean, water down the, the league? But if you're going to use to add in teams, I mean, it's good. Like, well, what cities um, are they talking about? I had heard Houston at one point. Houston, Atlanta. Um, and, you know, Atlanta's already had two teams. Remember, yeah. they had the Flames. I mean, you know, I mean, the Houston, the Houston one doesn't make sense to me. No, uh, I mean the, uh, I'm sorry, the Atlanta one. I, I, I mean, the Atlanta doesn't make sense to me. Houston makes sense to me. I mean, they seem to have a decent hockey uh, contingency there with Dallas and stuff. You know, Houston's a huge city. I'd be fine with that, but I, I don't I, think the NHL talent's too thin. I mean, we've got every team is a good team, or we're not far from it. You know, we're looking at these wild card teams, the last in it. You know, look at us. Last year we were last. We were close to it. And this year, who knows how far we're going to go. So, like, the talent is out there. I think the problem is, is, like, I would hate to see playoffs shut out that much more of the league. So what would we do about that? Could we go to, like, another round of playoffs? Do we have enough teams for that? I mean, that would be crazy, though, asking these guys to, you know, you got to win. Not 16, but 20 games to get a Stanley Cup? Well, what That's if you crazy. just made the first round have an extra two teams in there? So you just have an extra series right. going on in the first round, you know? And then I guess you would yes. have an extra, but then you'd have to add a whole other, you know, you'd, you're right. You'd have to add a whole other uh, round. Because yeah, right. you, so you wouldn't have two have in the third round. Teams? Right. 
Right. So it would take you three series to get out of the conference. Yeah, you'd have 16 uh, wins to get, to get into the cup final. That's too get into much. The cup final. That's too much. And then, God forbid, they go the route of you know baseball, where they say, "Well, we don't have that much time, so it'll be a three-game series or something like." Well, I don't want to do that. But let me ask you this: What would you? I mean, playoff time's the best time. Yeah. What do you think about extending playoff time at the expense of dropping down to seventy-five games or stuff? You know, instead of eighty-two games a season. I'd have no problem. What would that that look like? You know, I I mean, I really don't want hockey to go into July, and I love hockey, but it just seems wrong to make the season longer and longer. And I'm sure the players' union have something to say about that too. But if you're trading regular season games for playoffs, you, I mean, you, maybe that would work. Knock, knock ten games off the season, and you start the playoffs and say, let's say two weeks, and you have another round. Yeah, like yeah. I, mean, then, I, I don't know. Interesting. Well, then you would actually probably have to then expand not just one team per conference, but two. So you'd have four new expansions, right? Which is kind of cool because we already got wild cards and still a couple teams cut out of it. So if you add it in, we'll end up with about the same number of teams cut out of the playoffs. <laughs> it's like the, like basketball. Now we're six months into <laughs> the basketball playoffs. Yeah. So, all right. I have a game. Who wants to play a game? I like uh, games. Let's play a game. All right. This game is called. Well, first I'll give you the backdrop. The Devils at the end of this year, we have 13 free agents on this team. Now, I took only the players that are on our roster that are contributing every night. Uh, so we do have other uh, free agents that... Dan, what are you playing with? Uh, it's like a, one of those paperclip <laughs> things, and I just like pinch myself really badly. Um, it's hazardous here. Yeah, noisy. Um, Sorry. No, it's fine. So uh, not anybody that's not on the main roster. Um, there are 13 of them. I'll tell you who they are. Whether they're restricted, unrestricted, their age, and their salary cap hit, you tell me if you want to extend them, if you want to go year to year, or you want to show them the door. So extend, year to year, let them walk. All right? We'll go around the horn. We'll start with Tony, go to Bobby, and then Dan. And we'll start with, number one, Timo Meyer. He is an unrestricted free agent at 26 years old with a $6 million cap hit. Tony do you extend them, go year to year, or let them walk? Extend them. Extend Anything them. else you want to add to that, or just extend them? That's just the no, brainer, you know, right? You no, know, obviously we just gave up some. We just gave up some shit for them. So mm-hmm. you want to, you know? You yeah, that's the no-brainer, right? Yeah. Bobby, what do yeah. you think on Meyer? Extend them? Yeah, I totally want to extend them, but I do think they need to be reasonable about it and not do an eleven million dollar year contract and keep in the Jack Hughes area if they can. I, I can see them going to nine with Timo, but I really don't think they'll go too much too much higher um, because I think you're going to probably have to give the next guy something close to that. So, Dan, on Timo Meyer, Yeah, I mean, as Tony said, we went uh, to great lengths to get him, so the plan is to extend it. However, <laughs> you know, if, if it really proves to be a poor fit with the team, you, you might change your mind by the end of the year. I highly doubt that's going to be the case. So you're going to go after him. You made a great point. Do you want to pay him, you know, crazy money? Because then look about, you just said, what, 15 guys, 13 guys? 13. Yeah. So, I mean, if he's going to be, you know, understandably one of the higher ones we sign, everybody else is going to be right under that. So that could totally blow up the whole thing. Uh, I've never been a GM. I don't know if you know that about me. But you have to so say really that on holidays in Express at times. Yeah, exactly. So, but um, I would imagine that you can't afford to extend them at some crazy numbers, as you guys mentioned. Well, point. you know the 
word on the street is that Tom Fitzgerald and the organization sent this number two guy a offer and to his people. So Jesper Bratt has an offer from the Devils, and Tom Fitzgerald stated that he is hoping to get something done soon. So that's done. He is a restricted free agent. So no matter what, we pretty much are going to have him for next year unless somebody offers him, you know, $18 million to play for them. Uh, it's a 5.45 cap hit. He's 24 years old. Jester Brat, Tony, extend him year to year or cut him. Extend him. I, I don't think he want. I'm, I don't know why it's so hard to sign Jesper Brat. It seems like it's. It, it, I just have a bad feeling how it's going to end. I don't know why. I mean, I like Jesper Brat. I think he's a hell of a player. Um, but I say I, you try to extend him, of course. You know. Okay, That's so long terms on you got long terms for Meyer and Brat so far. Yeah, Bob. Extend him. He's part of the core. I think he's going to grow into an even better player, and I'd like to see him stick around for a while. Okay. Dan? Of course, I think we'd love to keep him. Um, you know what? He hasn't really had a chance to show us what he can do in the playoffs. So I think this is going to tell a lot, and I would love to hold off my answer till after the playoffs. I mean, you could pull that trick with all your questions here. As of now, I say extend him. Um, he's definitely part of the plan going forward. But... I mean, he's kind of untested with playoff hockey. Well, maybe Let's this say will... he goes away. You know, sometimes right. he just goes away, and he's just, like, totally non-productive in the playoffs. I'm going to tell you, I take that back, and maybe we should move him. Well, it's funny. I, I was, I was going to do this, uh, but I forgot to tell you guys I want to do this now, and I also want to do this at the end of the season for strictly for the reasons that you're saying. Some of these guys right. might turn around and be playoff maestros, and we're like, we have to lock them up. At least Absolutely. for three or four years. So, all right, so we're all in agreement. I agree with you guys. Jesper Brad has to be extended. Uh, number three, Tomas Tatar is an unrestricted free agent. He has $4.5 million towards the cap, and he's 32 years old. Tony, Tomas Tatar. I like Tatar. him this year, but let him walk. I think you let him go. I mean, I do like him. Okay, year, but, he's been a good player, but I think you let him go. Okay, yeah, thank thank you very much for your time and two years in Jersey. We yeah. appreciate it. You did a great job with the young guys. Best of luck. See you later. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Bobby? I would try to keep him year to year for now. Um, if he did leave, because that is a big number, I mean, you got options with Palat and stuff, but the way this team is shaping up now, regardless of the last couple games, third line solid with two really offensive you know, first two lines, I, I would – Try to go year to year if we can. If not, I think we can overcome the loss. Dan, he's he's a good character guy. In a lot of ways, he reminds me he fills the role like John Madden did, and who, who can like all of a sudden come up huge for you. So definitely interested to see what he does in the playoffs. I might be a little less lukewarm about him because he's not a core guy. So in a lot of ways, I agree. Unless we can get him for a good deal, you got to let him go. Yeah. Um, you know, but it, I love the kind of role he fills, and I love the way he's been playing lately. I mean, he really has been coming up huge. That kind of play in the playoffs might make me go, hey, you know what? He's so much more consistent than some of the guys we call our core, like perhaps Brat. And then you're going to say, why would we go for, you know, why would we not keep him? You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I really like what he's doing this year. Uh, my big reservation, and I, I agree with Tony, I would probably want to do year to year with him. I'd want to keep him around for next season. Um, he baseball age mostly. Well, that that's thinking? the thing. He's 32 years old, and I'll tell you that guy for 32 still has some wheels. So I wouldn't put him on any any kind of long term deal. My only concern with him is the four and a half million dollar cap. It's a lot of money. 
um, you know, for Tomas Tatar. So if you can... By the way, can you take a second to explain to any of the listeners and this idiot why it varies that uh, sometimes the what they earn per year doesn't count towards the cap? And, well, and what is that based on? I can't give you an exact answer. Maybe one of the other guys can, but I will tell you what I know it to be is essentially that because there's the cap, you can move money around all the time. So it's not like if you are signed a deal for three years for you know twelve million dollars, it doesn't necessarily mean I have to pay you four million dollars every year because At then least that as far would as be the cap is concerned. Four, yeah, exactly. That would be four million towards the cap. Now, how they move the money around and all that stuff, I don't know. Um, and it's the same. I know with football, but they can move it around to where yeah, yeah, you're yeah. getting four At million least for a this while. year. At some point, uh, it gets locked in, right? Eventually, like, you have like to, next year. You know what next year's cap hit is going to be, right? Eventually, so you have to pay in, the tab. No matter how many times you right. kick the can down the road, eventually you have to pay the tab. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Now, is it? Is am I right about that, Tony? I don't know. I'm not the money guy. With that I kind thought of maybe with football, you might know How about Bob. No, I, it's about as much as I know about okay, it too. So, well, that's our, a third official stance uh, for the Uncle Pucker podcast is we don't know <laughs> what goes yeah, on. We don't know what we don't with the salary don't get it. Yeah. Honestly, I think that you know very few people do know it, and they never really explain it as you watch the broadcast. Yeah, I'm pretty that. sure that it just means that I don't have to pay you everything at one year uh, towards the yeah. cap. So you know, I can you know. All right, so we're gonna move. Six million a year dollars to the last year of your contract, so I only have two million going towards your cap or whatever. And then there's things they can do. I know in football, like they can take a um, a bonus that might go signing bonus. And they can, yeah, something that might go to the cap, and they can turn it into a signing bonus. So you still get the money, but the signing bonus doesn't go right. towards so the cap. Probably rules about how much you can do that. Yeah, I mean, they, I'm going to guess every team has you know financial wizards that basically that's all they do is play with the salary cap, move money around, and make sure that you know everybody's compliant. So num- okay. number four, this one I'm really interested to to hear what you guys think. I, I know, of course, Dan's answer is he wants to reserve it until after the playoffs. <laughs> so Hedging my bets <laughs> every chance I get. A couple four. guys, there's a couple guys this will be like that. Number four, Damon Severson, unrestricted free agent, 4.12 towards the cap, and he's 28 years old. Tony, Damon Severson, extend year to year, let him walk. Sorry. After so I I'm gonna to go to the Dan after the playoff statement, but I will say I don't think he's gonna be here next year. So you think Severson's gone? Yeah, I do. I mean, if, you know, I I'm not against. I don't hate Severson. I'm not. A, there's a, we see the mistakes a lot, but I also see some upside. Like I said earlier, he's playing less time now, and I've seen his game actually seem like it's improved a little bit from this. But definitely after the playoff thing, but uh, I don't see him being there next year for some reason. Bobby, let him loose. Um, that is Hughes's role to fill. And even if we thought about maybe trying to extend him, I think because he's 28 and pretty well offensively gifted, someone's going to come well over the top. And we just don't need to compete with that right now because we've got people in the pipeline. So he's gone. Okay. Dan? I think that's a very good assessment from you guys because, first of all, this is a defensive position, and we look pretty flush in in the defensive position uh, now and in the near future. So when you look at that and you look at the fact that yeah, he's still worth something out there. People are going to want him. But do we want him? You know, 
the only thing that could possibly make this a hard decision to let him walk is a good playoffs. Well, unless he, uh, my stance is that unless he wins the Conn Smythe Trophy, you let him walk. Uh, yeah, you know, and he's that, gotta, and like, that's essentially where huge. I'm where I'm at. Yeah, with Severson. Um, you know, you guys are 100 percent right. We have enough guys in the pipeline that we don't need them. Uh, so I think yes, Damon Severson. Wherever this train stops this year, it's going to be the last stop for him in Jersey. Um, this guy that I have on next is a bit of a, you know, it's like he's on the team, but he's never really been on the team. Jonathan Bernier, he's an unrestricted free agent. He makes four point one two million towards the cap, and he's thirty four years old. All right. I mean, we don't even know if he's ever going to be healthy enough to put the pads on again. So before we get into this, can we just all agree that he's not going to be here next year? Yeah. Okay. Um, Let's go to number six. This is an interesting one. Miles Wood, unrestricted free agent. He makes $3.2 million towards the cap this year, and he's 27 years old. Tony, Miles Wood, what do you think? I I like Miles Wood, so I would like to extend him, but I think he'll be gone also. Some okay. reason I could picture him as a Bruin. That's actually I could I I always kind of thought of him as a Colorado Avalanche, but yeah. I, I I could totally see Bruins. Bobby Miles Wood. I like Tony. We've been talking about this for years. Just big fan of him. I, I like the guy. I really would like to keep the guy. I like his role. I didn't realize he was one of them. I didn't realize three point two. I think he's another guy that other teams might just come way over the top for. Um. I try to go year to year, but he might be gone. Dan? I mean, his numbers don't seem like, you know, I guess he's going to have to get paid more if he's worth keeping, but it's if you could get him to the for the tune that we got him, what I like about keeping and extending it for him is we don't have a lot of guys who play his game. You know, uh, maybe Meyer is similar, but on a much more skilled level as far as being physical, getting in there and paying the price. Problem I have with that is it's got to come – fairly cheaply or he's got to evolve uh, into like a very consistent uh, producer because he's not consistent. That's my biggest knock against him. When he's on his game, he's he's awesome and he, he brings something that nobody else does to this team. But, you know, that said, um, yeah, I think, you know, only year, I mean, year to year makes some amount of sense. Is he going to be even going for that? At, at this point, he's ever going to get a longer career. It's got to be now. So I think that's what he's going to be looking for. He's not going to be looking for a year-to-year. I highly doubt that. Um, you know, Devils do well in the playoffs, and he really wants to come back, maybe. You know, so a lot of things in the air there. I, I think that if we could keep him, I would do a year-to-year for the exact reasons that, Dan, you just said. He disappears. Uh, sometimes he's the toughest guy on the ice, and sometimes he's just, you know, elbows himself in the head, and he's gone for the rest of the night. So, yeah, I mean – as far as Miles would go, I really like him. I really like his game. I also think there's a million guys in the NHL that play a lot like him. So if he walked, I think you can replace him, and I think you might be able to get it. You might not be able to get a guy with his speed, but you'll be able to get a guy, you know, cheaper that can do the game. And and it made it maybe you know maybe Curtis Lazar next year will be that guy. Maybe he's a guy that can kind of fill that role. I'm really excited to see him. Uh, join the lineup. Um, so I also wonder if, if Wood left. You know, I think it might be good for Wood actually too. Some, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a total Wood guy, like Bobby said. But for his own, you know, like Zaka leaving, I think Zaka it helps Zaka's playing his stats. His well, obviously he's with Boston too, which is not going to hurt. But I think it could be a change Boston. of environment could be good for Wood in a way. Unfortunately, well, we'll see. Uh, so we got two 
Uh, so you guys think he's going to walk. Tony, Bobby, you think he's going to walk. Me and Dan would like to go year to year. All right. That's fair. Next, I'd uh, like to. To be honest, Chris, I, I, I don't see that as a huge possibility on Miles Woods' account. No. I mean, if I'm his agent, I'm going, dude, you don't want a year to year. Now's the time. Somebody's going to lock you up for four or five years at least. I agree with give that. Give you something decent with that. The devils don't want to do it. you got to go somewhere else. So I think we're probably going to lose him. But maybe that's if you're saying that's a devil's stance is take it on a year to year or walk. Yeah, that's well where for I'm the at. purposes of this game, it would be what would be the ideal for Miles Wood in you know us playing general manager. For me, it would be to sign him yeah. a year to year role and right. you know prove I it. Agree. And then, but the, I agree with you though. I don't think that's going to happen. And you know what? Yeah. He's 27 years old. He should go and get paid. You know, go somewhere, lock up, and, and like you said. Maybe it's here. You know, maybe maybe Tom Fitzgerald will do it. I think the next guy falls into the same category that we got with Damon Severson. And that's uh, Ryan Graves, unrestricted free agent, 3.16 cap hit at 27 years old. Uh, Tone, Ryan Graves. I like him. I like him. Extend him. I like him. Extend him? Yeah. I okay. do like Ryan Graves. I think that... He's not. He's another one though too that you do have to see how he plays in the playoffs, performs there. But I think that you know, I'm. I don't mind Graves. Okay, Bob. This is one I've thought about for a while. I also I'm a huge fan of this guy. I've been trying to figure out a way that he could fit in this team for the next you know five six years because of a lot of the prospects that we have. So originally I thought it wouldn't work, uh, just to give the other guys a chance to come up. But I I think there has to be a way to make it work, and especially I'll go to Dan's route. I really want to see this guy in the playoffs for us. Um, but even without that, to me, he's he's part of what I want to see this team stay and maybe move another guy or two when we're going to bring up, you know, Nemec and Hughes. Dan? I'd like to see him stay at least three, four years. Okay. I mean, I think there's a possibility because, like we were saying, okay, Severson's basically gone. Uh, that opens up one hole. Um, you know, we know a couple guys we want to hold on to no matter what, like Marino. Uh, they, they, we, we would take Marino over Graves, I'm assuming. All, all of us would probably agree on that. Uh, but, you know, after that, uh, I mean, I would like to keep Graves. I really would. Now, trying to keep him year to year, it might be possible. I mean, it sounds like the money's there. It's possible. But, again, he's at that age, and he probably could be looking for a longer contract. If, if it takes that to get him, boy, that is a tough call. But, honestly... After Marino and Hamilton, who would you rather make up, you know, another defenseman that we're keeping along with the two new guys coming up? It, I mean, it would be, it's got to be Graves. It would be Ryan Graves. But I also, because of the guys in the pipeline, um, if, again, I had my druthers year to year, uh, play it for us next year. Let's get the other guys in some ice time. Let's get them ready, help them. And then, you know, maybe he goes uh, after next year. Uh, I just yeah, think if at all possible. Yeah. You, what if what are you gonna do though if if you're ninety nine percent sure year to year ain't gonna happen? I'd probably you know, walk I'd probably point? have to let him walk. You yeah, know, see, I just feel like we'll have a hole at that point. You know, because like the two guys come up next year and let's say they're doing great. Let's be realistic. They're both first year, so are they gonna be like playoff solid? Question mark. We don't know. And then you got Hamilton, you got uh, Marino. Hopefully, we got those two in, in place. We're going to need, you know, another defenseman that we can really rely on. Um, is it Siegenthaler? I don't know. But, you know, interesting question. And again, we're playing the numbers game here, right? We're finally putting the GM hats on and looking long term. If you want to sign this guy for another three, four years, now is the best time to do it because of his age and because of the salaries. 
that Nemec and Hughes are going to have combined is going to be 1.5 million. So this is the time where you have the room, so you don't have to put all that pressure on those two guys. And then just when he's starting to leave, those two guys are lined up for their second contract. So it's either now or never. Okay. Um, That's a good point. Yeah, good point. Next guy on the list, and I, I mean, we're not even getting into it. I'll go over everything, and then we can all just say bye at the same time. Mackenzie Blackwood, unrestricted free agent, $2.8 million cap hit, 26 years old. Bye. I'd like to put a franchise tag on. <laughs> so we're all in agreement, right? Mackenzie Blackwood will not be here next year, and the Devils have we're going to have no interest in re-signing him. So I'm still interested to see if we ever see him play again. Like we, some of us said, I, th- I thought he might play again. Yeah, I'm still interested to see if we still see him this year. I don't think we're gonna. Um, I, I hope not, because that means VTech is not working out. Yeah, and I don't want to. That'd see be it. the only way in which you're going to see Blackwood again. I'd rather see Bernie. That's not true. Yeah. <laughs> so Eric Halla is our next man on the list. Uh, unrestricted free agent, two point three seven five towards the cap. Thirty one years old. Tony, this is a tough one, I think. So, is this? Am I the only one that thinks with Halla that we're, this is a guy who's really going to step up in the play? I, I, he's already no. playing well now. This is a guy I see making a difference in the I, playoffs. I, I have to agree with you. I think we all agree with you. He definitely has plays with that style, has the skill, has the the mental makeup to really do something in the playoffs. So, yes, you're. I think you are a hundred percent right. And, and I've seen a difference. Like he's he's starting to. Like I was saying, the last couple months, it's not that he's not. He's been contributing, but he wasn't getting the puck in the net. He wasn't. Now things are seeming to go his way, you know. So, I think you bring him back. But like I said, a lot of it's going to do like going back to Dan's playoff comment. But I think the guy's going to come up big for us in the, this uh, postseason run. So. Bobby, I have no doubt that he's going to come up big and be that kind of playoff guy that we're looking for too. But I also believe that Lazar is basically here to be his replacement. And I think that's exactly where he slots in next year. So for that reason, and the couple million they're going to save, is again, they got to start signing all these guys eventually. He's gone. All right, Dan. What was the number on him you gave? 2.375. Okay, so that's, you know, we're not talking that huge. No. And he's at an age, which is what again? 31. You yeah, so, you know, he's over that 30-year thing where 31-year, he's not going to be looking for a – I don't think he's realistic – to think that he's going to get locked up long-term anywhere, which means that you can year-to-year him, uh, and I think that's the strongest possible tax for us to take. I would love to keep him, and I would definitely take a shot at doing him year-to-year. Um, See now. Extending him, I you know, maybe if the price is right, you know, I guess that's what it comes down to. We're talking that kind of money. If he wants to keep it that modest, uh, maybe we can make it happen, even on an extension. Well, when, when it comes to Eric Halla, like you were saying about some of the guys that we talked about before, saying, you know, it's at their point in their career where they're going to want that bigger contract. Like Hollis, you know, that long-term one. And the Devils might not be in a position or a place to do it financially, so they, maybe they're going to have to walk. I think that we're in a position with Eric Hollis that we can give him four, you know, four years for $12 million and have him as our third-line center for the next three or four years with these young guys coming in. I would actually like to see Eric Halla extended. Yeah, at, at that money, I kind of agree with you. And he's making two point three seven five. You'll probably get him for that. Right. So, next guy. Number 10, a restricted free agent, Igor Sharangovich. $2 million, 24 years old. Um, you know, just hasn't been his year, right? I mean, Tone, what do you think? I don't know. Him, him I don't know, man. Like, I know he was scratched again last night. Um 
we've seen him when he can. We've, we've seen him get it done, and right now it just seems like everything's against him. Uh, and not he's getting now he's got other people breathing down his back because now you have so much talent in that pool right now that there's no time. You know he, he's going to be paying for this uh, getting scratched. So I, I don't know, man. That's going to be one that I have to again see how much playing time he gets at the end now from the rest of the season. But I got to watch him play a little bit more to decide. I think Bob. Yeah, a lot of talent, but underperforming. Um, I'd say you probably try to keep him year to year, maybe see if you can, you know, fix him. But my gut says just he's gone. I just don't feel like he's he's not all there with us. Dan, if him and his agent say, okay, look, our ex- expectations we had last year were kind of lowered by his performance this year, and we're willing to do a year to year, you know, or a shorter extension with that with modest numbers and they come to the table with that attitude, I could see why we could afford to keep him and give it a shot. But I think this being a business, I think he's going to probably be able to get some kind of slightly better deal somewhere else, and we'll walk for that. I don't think he's probably going to enjoy having been scratched and uh, you know coming back to that team you know more humbled than versus going for a little bit more money somewhere else. He's probably going to be gone. Now, do we offer him a big contract and extend him? Hell no. So... You know, it's got to be a very modest uh, amount for an extension or see if he wants to go year to year. And I think in both those scenarios, he's just not going to be here. I, I would, with Igor Sharangovich, I would do uh, a one-year deal and, and hope that we can, like Bobby said, fix him. And at 24 years old, he has value. And then I would trade him and get whatever we're looking for for next year's playoff run. That's all I care about with the Igor Sharangovich. The Were next, you guys surprised they didn't move him during the offs uh, up before the trade deadline? For was, some reason, I thought he was going to get moved. I was a little surprised. Yeah, uh, I thought he was our number one piece of trade bait that we would be willing to part with. Yeah, he got some. So now, did we were were we not willing to part with him, or did nobody want him? Great question. I don't know. Who knows? You know, we're trying to put the hat on, but it doesn't come with the information of what he no. was talking about. All right, next guy, a guy, another guy who I think is going to be a guy that's going to turn it on in the playoffs and have a great year. And one of my favorite devils, Michael McLeod, restricted free agent, 475000 towards the cap, 24 years old. What do we do with Michael McLeod, Tony? Keep him. I like, I like McLeod, so. No, I'm all, I definitely Bob, think he does know. I think that we have to yeah. extend him. Yeah. He's become kind of a face-off specialist. We can extend him probably relatively cheaply. He deserves, you know, to get a couple more bucks, but ain't gonna break the bank. And then we got a solid fourth-line center for the next five, six years. I would extend him. Real quick, uh, correction: I said four hundred and seventy-five thousand. Uh, I read it wrong. It's nine hundred and seventy-five thousand. Uh, that's it. Okay. But uh, Dan, Michael McLeod. Still a great deal at nine hundred seventy-five thousand. Right? Yeah, I mean indeed. seriously, he's he's been an amazing player uh, for his the money he's earned. So he's definitely going to be due some kind of payday. He's not making Jack Hughes money for sure, but um, you know what's realistic about what we can do with the numbers he's produced this year, particularly on faceoffs. I don't think we get him for less than you know three million a year or very close to that. And then you got to like ask yourselves, okay, we love McLeod. We all love him. He's a fan favorite. He has been a great contributor. But, you know, if, if we're going to throw all this money around, it's, it's, it's going to be a tough call. It's going to, you know, we were talking about like, oh, Hall is going to make close to that money. This guy's going to make that. You're going to have to start choosing between them. 
That's all. I, mean, I say that, but I don't even know how what the actual budget is. You know, I, well, I'm just it, guessing here. It's all very true. I mean, you are going to have to come down and actually start crunching numbers. Uh, we have 13 yeah. guys on here. There's no way we're keeping all of them. Um, I right, think. But yeah, on the surface, you would think though his money is going to be doable, and you you damn well want to keep him. So I'm going to shoot for that ex- for that extension. Yeah, if it's possible. That's what I would like to see with McLeod. I really love his games. Um, you know, being a guy, you know, that's just that good on the faceoffs at that young of an age. Uh, I just think it's invaluable to have a dude that can go out there 60% of the time and win a draw and come playoff time. I, I mean, Cloud is, uh, I think he's going to be a guy that's going to step up, going to give us some timely goals. I like Michael McLeod. I want to keep him around. Um, if you can pull it off, yeah, extend him. All right. Next two, uh, we have Jesper Boquist, who's a restricted, at 825,000, 24 years old. What do you do with Nate Bash? I mean, uh, Jesper Boquist, uh, Tone. Jesper like to Lesser. And I'm not like, and I'm like Dan was saying, I'm not really stacking the numbers of when's gonna, what's going to go over and stuff, but I like him and I would hope they keep him. I think that he's starting to show he's getting playing time on a lineup that's pretty, that's not the easiest to get into. I like Boquist. I don't know about you guys, but I'm. You want to extend him? Yeah, I'll Okay. Him okay. Bob? Uh, I like the guy. Um, and I know where this is going because I kind of feel like it's always going to be between him and Bastion. I like him too. Um, I don't know exactly what I want from this one yet. I'd probably just try to go year to year for now because if I lose one of the two of them, I think I can live with it either way. But I'm really starting to warm up the Boquist, so I'd like to keep him around for a while. Okay. Dan? And and what was the money he was making so far? 825000 yeah. yeah, so like not very much. But you know he's going to be wanting uh, more 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 money, especially if he's keeps playing the way he has been. If you asked me this question at the beginning of the season, I would have said, "Oh man, we're not we're not going to pay much to keep him." I mean, he's very replaceable, but he's definitely evolved, right? And I think Tony, you said it. This is a tough lineup to get into, and he's got a spot that I don't see him being pulled out anytime soon. He's been contributing, been doing really well. So I love the way, I love the way he looks on this team right now. I'm going to shoot for the extension. Uh, but it's definitely going to have some limitations. Uh, you know, you can't be giving him, you know, money like he's made it. He has not made it at all. He's just shown us a really good second half of the season. And I, it's first half. I thought he was very mediocre. I was in so, and out of lineup. You know, yeah. 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 I, so you know, like I, I, I don't see us spending huge money on him, uh, and I don't think his agent's going to realistically demand it. So I'm hoping that means because he doesn't have a huge body of work behind him, we can keep him. Do an extension that's pretty modest, 250, 2.5, 2.75 for you know three or four years. I, if we can make that work, I would do it. I, I think he's got a good upside. He's young, and he's moving in the right direction. So I, I really do like that. I think it's worth it. Uh, we have a limited amount of spots on this team, but he, like I said, he's young. He can, and going in the right direction, you might want to – you might regret – getting rid of him if you could have had him cheaply I agree a thousand percent and uh, I mean in all honesty the last week and a half or so he's been the best forward out there on that third line you know and uh, I, I think he you know the game that he plays is a necessity to have guys that play that way in playoff time uh, yeah I agree with you Dan if you can get I agree with everything you guys all you said but if you can get him at the right price lock him up three four years I think that's a no brainer alright the last guy on our list Kevin Ball He's a restricted free agent. He makes towards the cap seven hundred and ninety-five thousand this year at twenty-two years old. Tony, 
if you would have asked me a while ago, I would have probably a different answer. But I think that he's another one that's starting to really show some, you know, what you expected you're starting to get from him. And he's going to be one that if we play him in the playoffs, I'm interested to see what he does. And I think you go from there. So extend? Yeah, I would say, well, you, you know, you see how he does in the playoffs, but I think that he's starting to look like a, you know, he's been, uh, the last couple of games he's really been impressive to me. Yeah, you're right. He's starting to look like an NHL defenseman now. He's really playing a good game. Bobby, what do you think he's about Kevin Ball? You love well, his size, Tony, I... I know. Size queen. Go ahead. <laughs> the way him. that I envision the defense um, doesn't really leave room for him as far as the guy to pick up the big size. How do you envision the defense? What's that? How do you envision the defense? Well, I told you how I want to Robots. keep Braves. <laughs> Cyborgs. T-800. I'm keeping the puck out of the net. <laughs> um, I, would, I would give him year to year, but uh, if he left, I wouldn't lose too much sleep. Okay. I like Kevin Ball. I agree with, the, with pretty much what Tony said, but, you know, with everything. What do you think, Dan? He's 22. Yeah. He it barely got uh, his place in his team after a horrible debut. His agent can't demand a ton of money. No. Now, the only thing he's got going that his agent could pin on is, like, how many guys his size with this kind of promise are out there? So he's willing to pay him something. Um, and I would try to get him as long as it's modest enough because the way I figure it, we should have four of our defense corps that we keep uh, and bend over backwards to keep. And I would love for him to be one of them. And I know that sounds crazy because he doesn't have the experience of like like a Siegenthaler or something like that. But the upside's huge. A lot of what hinges on this for me is I'd like to see him, I know it sounds crazy, but use his size more. He's got great stats and he's been playing better. But do you see him just like creaming guys against the boards and just like, wow, that defenseman's a nightmare. I don't want to go up against him. He doesn't really play like that yet. Do you kinda, I think he can. Do you kind of feel but, the same way about Dougie Hamilton when it comes to the physicality? Like, you Definitely. Know, yeah. I think he's made a decision, though, and he will never change because he's Dougie Hamilton. His job is to score sure. as a defenseman and not make too many defensive mistakes. Kevin Ball, I don't think he's going for that mold. And I think he's got to ask himself, and he needs to get with you know defensive coaches, like, dude, you got to use your size a little bit more. So I'm definitely not breaking the bank to keep Kevin Ball. He's not that kind of prospect. But... I mean, great numbers, on the right track lately. Um, so, you know, I would love to keep them. So, but basically, almost at, at it like a minimum uh, of what a defenseman his age and size could get. Anything much more than that, I mean, let's face it. Right now, as a play, it's kind of uh, replaceable because as great as his size is, I just don't see him using it yet. Yeah. If he does that, if he unlocks that, he becomes a very important defenseman to any team. I agree. His upside. He's got a. He's got a big upside. Uh, I'd like yeah. to keep him around. I'd like to extend. Just him. unproven, you know. Yeah, it's got to be proven still. Oh, all right. So we just played general manager, and we're yes. moving in on an hour. So we're going to play one more quick game, and then we're done. I'm going to send this directly to t- to Fitzgerald. I hope that we can help him out. Yeah, absolutely. With this, um, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. I have a working name for this next game that we're going to play, and uh, I, I mean working. So please. If you guys think of anything else, you change the name. Okay. So it's called right. it's called The Devil You Know. And the rules of the game mm-hmm. is that I am going to give you guys clues oh, for a player that once played for the New Jersey Devils. And you can shout out your answers. Randy McKay. Here are the rules. It's not Randy McKay. I yet. just told me you could Each player answer, so. gets three guesses. If you guess wrong three times, you're out. Oh, shit. I'm um, this shit. 
Yeah, and that's it. And you can ask me any question, but I can refuse to answer it. Okay? All right. All right. So, the first, this former devil was drafted in 1981, 72nd overall. This former devil was 5 foot 8 and weighed 175 pounds. This former devil was inducted into the U.S. Hall of Fame in 2007. This John McClane? No, you're wrong, but that's your first guess. This former devil was a three-time All-Star. Is this Pat Verbeek? No. Okay. This former devil played... For the New York Islanders, the Philadelphia Flyers, the New York Rangers, and the Florida Panthers. Oh. This former devil. Is this Van Beesbrook? Boom! Dan oh, gets yeah. it right. John Van Beesbrook. Right. I was thinking about it. Yeah. All right. So the first one of the devil you know goes to Dan for the win. Good job, Dan. You want Thanks, to, man. What do I win? You well, you just now you get a point, and we play it again next week. Right. And does someone point? else want to be the uh, give the devil out next week? Anyone want to volunteer? Tony, I'll you got it. it. Okay, right. so you'll do it, and then I get to guess. The other clues I had was he played in the NHL for eleven years, and this is the one I it would give you definitely was a goalie. 374 wins. He had 346 losses, 119 ties, and 40 shutouts. Um, let's see. He won the Vesna in 85 and 86. He's the second American goalie to ever reach 300 wins. That one you guys definitely would have gotten to. After the career, he took over as head coach and GM of the Sault Ste. Marie Greyhounds. That's all I got on that John Van wouldn't have helped me at all. That last one would not have helped me It was at all. just but a little You know what gave it away for me was all those teams. Not too many guys have played the, with all those teams. I started going the through Flyers, the, team the Rangers, the Devils, the Islanders. I had a feeling when I got to that one, somebody was going to guess it. Cause, and then yeah. the size fit. The size made a little bit more sense because back then the goalies were usually like the smaller side. Yeah, exactly. Now they're all the biggest guys on the team. Uh, so yeah. yeah, good job, Dan. All right, so uh, anything else anybody wants to add on this episode of the Uncle Puckers? Uh, no? I mean, right. no, not week ahead, yeah. right? Three games. It is, and, you know, we'll get together and we'll talk about the Washington game and, uh, you know, do a couple of other things and uh, have a little bit of fun. And so we will see you when we see you. Peace. Yep. And, you know, that's, uh, that's a good way to go with that. So <laughs> we will see you when you see you. And puckers out. It's over, Johnny. It's over! <laughs>